welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wide the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Ragland, and for today's episode, let's rise and shine, bloom like the wonderful flowers that we are as we enjoy another wonderful conversation with a fantastic creator. Today's guest is Jen Rust, a writer, artist, and co-founder of the indie animation studio, The Sunflower Club, leading the charge for the indie animated film experience, Little Wolf. If you remember a couple weeks back, I did try to promote Little Wolf a little bit, and I've obviously been keeping tabs with what The Sunflower Club is doing, so I knew it was only a matter of time before I brought Jen on the podcast, especially considering the fact that Little Wolf right now is currently running an Indiegogo to try to get that film created, which you guys should definitely contribute with the link down in the description below. Sincerely, with all the incredible artists that have been able to work on it so far, and considering all the work that is still yet to come, any and all help would be appreciated, whether you can donate or just simply spread the word. If you enjoy the conversation, make sure you support Jen with all the links down in the description below, especially that Indiegogo that I just mentioned. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff, and you know I greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a little further with that support, maybe you should consider repping some of the incredible merch at our merch shop on fourthwall.com. Link to that will be in the description below. And if you miss it on Twitter as a way to celebrate the fact that we have gotten to three years of the podcast, right now at the merch shop, you can get 30% off your order if you use the code three years. So definitely check out that merch shop today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy... The Postmodern Art Podcast. How's your day coming along? Good. It's been chill. You know, there's been storms and I've been doing my homework and that's kind of it. Hey, there's nothing you can do better than that at this point. <laughs> yep. Especially at this point. What, uh, if I may ask, what uh, year are you when it comes to your college thing or whatnot? Um, I'm in my first year of graduate school oh okay you know what nothing but respect i know that's that's a whole nother you know step development <laughs> like that's just chaos yeah. yeah it is it's a little um tougher than i thought it would be especially since i took like a few years off of like school mm. and i was like i was so like ready you know like my brain was done from homework and now i'm doing homework and i'm like i don't know if i could do this <laughs> i i sadly know that that pain uh, partially because mm -hmm. like I, I need to finish up my school uh, stuff. Like I have like a semester's worth of like you know like fifteen hours to get to finish up before I can get my usual degree or whatnot. But yeah. I, I've just mentally been in that place where it's like I don't know if I can do it because I've been so out of yeah. it for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I do just like a simple like hour or like you know a single class a semester or whatnot, I think I could do it. But it's just also like I remember like towards yeah. the tail end when I was going to school or whatnot, I would just be like so burnt out and everything that it's like, I don't want to do with that again. <laughs> yeah. And all my homework is, is just discussion posts and then responding to the, it's, it's awful. It's uh, like, I, I wish I would rather have papers or like anything else than, than a discussion post. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I can only imagine there's only so much you can talk about. Yeah. Yep. Although with, with all this going on in the entertainment industry these days, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. But I'm sure we'll say that for part of our actual discussion. I'm <laughs> not joking. Yeah. 
I'm sure to some extent, because I imagine part of the reason why the Sunflower Club is a thing is to help out with those that are like struggling, you know, with the industry mm -hmm. aspect or whatnot. But yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. Thank you once again for doing this, by the way. I genuinely do appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down and chat. I can only imagine how important it can be for you to try to spread the word out there. So if there's any way I can help do it, that's yeah. why, I, you know, that's why I'm more than yeah. Yeah, and I really appreciate you asking me to do this. Um, I've never been on a podcast, so well, it's kind of like go. new and exciting. And also, like, I appreciate all the support you give to, like, um, my project, but then also other people's projects. So oh, yeah, thank absolutely. You. I mean, I, I wanted to at least throw a little love and support for the Sunflower Club in general, because without you, the person that helps me out with this podcast, Chipsy J. Hearts, wouldn't have her first voice acting credit. So I got to thank y'all for that. Um <laughs> But also, like, you know, when it comes to, like, just Little Wolf, like, I know how much – I can tell that there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm sure once we actually, like, get the podcast going, there's a lot more that definitely goes into, like, the thought process, the care, like, the emotions you have for this project or whatnot. And, yeah, you know, I'm sure you probably could tell with some of the episodes, especially some of the guests I brought on, I like to showcase that passion. Mm -hmm. I want people to know that, like, hey, these people are putting everything into it. So, mm -hmm. Thank you. No problem. All right, Jen, before we really get going, I'm going to ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a deserted island on your own accords. It is just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. Get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded on an island. It's it's kind of your own little personal paradise away from yeah. everything. Um, to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. Mm. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Oh, um, well, uh, if it had to be just one, well, right now I'm trying to finish the Percy Jackson series, okay. um, but like all the books, like within like the, like there's like the main series and there's like the heroes of a, Olympia and all that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to finish it, but I haven't had time. So if I was just stuck on an island, I would probably. I'm I'm on House of Hades, and I haven't really fin like started it at all. Okay. So I'd probably bring that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What prompted you to get back to the Percy Jackson series? Because I mean, obviously, like it, it was one of those book series that was there whenever we were younger or whatnot. But like, yeah. What prompted you to be like, you know what? It's been awesome since I've seen this. Let me let me go through and actually go through this. Um, well, in my undergraduate, I a bunch of like ancient Greece, like, like stuff for my like humanities courses, okay. just to like, just for fun. And then the, the Disney plus series got announced. Mm -hmm. And then there was that new book with like Nico, um, D'Angelo and his like boyfriend. I was like, I really want to read that, but I want to know all the lore about it. So then I started <laughs> rereading all the books from the start. And I still haven't gone to the new book. And then another new book is coming out. So I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever make it to them. Oh, goodness. That I can only imagine. It was especially like whenever I heard Percy Jackson, my immediate thought is, oh, it's, it has to be like the Disney Plus show that got announced, right? Or something along the lines of that. But no, I, I'm, I see it's a lot more invested in that. The only thing I really know about the Disney Plus show is aside from like some of the people, like I've seen like some of the set photos or whatnot. But mm -hmm. as a wrestling fan, one of my favorite wrestlers is actually going to be playing Hades yeah. in an Edge, aka Adam Copeland. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah. But regardless, I mean, even then, like, even if the the series wasn't announced, like the series on its own, like just as the books or mm -hmm. whatnot, there's a yeah. lot that that uh, that the creator like really put into that series. We'll put like a lot of serious mm -hmm. thought into it. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, it's both, like, very humorous, but then, like, and very made for kids, but then also very deep in some parts and very serious. And 
yeah, I don't know. I just like it. It's like, it's a fun read. It's like, oddly enough, for a, a book series about, you know, Greek heroes and and all these epic fights and whatnot, it's a very mm. human series more than anything else. Oh, yeah, it is. But, yeah, and but, I love how Percy, he has, like, ADHD and dyslexia, and they make mm-hmm. sure to, like, mention it, and all the, like, the teen heroes have, like, ADHD or, like, some sort of, like, neurodivergency. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that's, like, I think that's great for kids because, you know, they don't get to see themselves in stories all the time, and especially, like, explicitly, so I think it's cool. Do you hear that out there, producers? Maybe sometimes inclusivity is incredible. <laughs> Just saying. But regardless, <laughs> the Percy Jackson series, that is your answer. You're locking that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then if that's the case... I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, I think you would look incredible today if you tried out the brand new merch on fourthwall.com. Link to that will be in the description below. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at PostmodArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> She is a writer, artist, and co-founder of the indie animation studio, The Sunflower Club, leading the charge with the indie animation film experience, Little Wolf. Welcome to the podcast, Jen Rust! Hi. (laughs) How are you doing today, Jen? Good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic now that I'm getting an opportunity to sit down and chat with you. Um, I have seen you shown a lot of love and support for the podcast, uh, which I genuinely do appreciate. I greatly do appreciate every single chance you get to just even merely just spread the word as much as you can. It, like, it really does mean a lot to me. And so I was more than happy to give back the word whenever I was seeing all the stuff you were helping out with, both in, in close proximity and in the broad proximity when it comes to just indie animation as a whole. Like, especially with what you guys are doing with the Sunflower Club and what you're doing personally with Little Wolf. Like, it looks so incredible, and I cannot wait to dig into it. But before we really talk about the stuff you're doing nowadays, I want to go back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of Jen. What got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Um. Well, I've always been in a writer and an artist, kind of like in tandem. Right. I don't know why, but like I've just always loved, like, I think for drawing, it's just like I just love the feeling of it and also just like seeing whatever I can make. And then with writing, I grew up with like a speech impediment. And so oh. I hated talking. And so I was like, I'm just going to write my ideas or like my thoughts. And that's kind of how that started. Um, and then together I was able to like create stories and like, you know, I use them intertwined. And once I like hit like 14, I realized how much like animation is both of those worlds mm-hmm. um, of like art and writing. Um, and like, I remember watching like Pixar's Brave and that's when I like realized how like animation is art. And I was like, wow, this is a beautiful movie. And I want to make something like this one day. Um, and at first I wanted to be a story. Well, I want to go into animation. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's a lot of <laughs> yeah, the draw a lot. And then I wanted to get into storyboards. And then I was like, you still have to draw so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so then like gradually I was just like, well, I really want to just get into writing with it. Cause I still need writers on these, um, movies and shows um and then eventually i was like actually i'm gonna be like uh like a film like i'm gonna win an oscar and get like (laughs) or something and become one of those like art film people and then um eventually i went to college for it then i had to switch um and transfer to a different school Mm -hmm. um and then um i was like well then i'm just gonna i guess since i'm an english major now i'll just um be a writer and then COVID hit 
Um, and I got back into art. Like I was done with art from like, cause in high school I drew every single day, okay, every single second. Um, and it was a lot. And I, like, and a lot of people are like, Oh, you're going to become like an artist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm, I'm burnt out from this now <laughs> and I'm just going to write. Um, and then COVID hit and I got more into art again. Cause like, what else are you going to do with zoom school? And like, there's nothing else to do. And then, um, October, 2020 there, I was on Twitter and there was a, a post for something called open animation. Okay. And it was a free, like educational, like program on discord. Um, and this was the first time I ever used Discord. Oh, wow. um, okay. And it was run by, what was his name? It was like Tyler Chen. And he worked on like, um, uh, I think Clarence and Star, what is it? Star versus the... The Forces of Evil. Yes, yes. And those kind of shows. And he did this whole free program and it was like huge. And he did it for like a, a good year or so. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really fun. Maybe I'll get into storyboarding um and stuff because it was all based around storyboarding and then i was like oh these people in this program don't know really how to write because they're making these um projects and we have to like you know find our own stories but they're not knowing the beats and stuff so then i helped with that i was a like a teacher in the program and i like was a like i taught like screenwriting and stuff um and then eventually um I found a bunch of people in the industry or people trying to break through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then we made our first film cause he made a film festival just to like help us make our first film. Um, and I really loved doing that. And I was like, that's so much fun. Even though we had like a month to do everything. And I was like, this was like so much pressure, but I loved it. Oh yeah. Um, and then, huh. And then eventually, um, the Figments was made, which is a animatic that my friend started, um, the co, the other co-creator of the Sunflower Club. Um, and that was just a school project. And I was the head writer and kind of like production manager. And that was a lot of fun. It was only two months that we got to finish everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I love this. And this is what, like, even though it was a lot of pressure again, I was like, I want to do this, but like with my own thing. And I love being able to help these like growing artists kind of like learn and like kind of work together and collaborate. And so through that, the Sunflower Club was created. So, yeah. There you go. Talk about an origin story. I think we went through at least like three different versions of like a different origin yeah. story, stuff like that. And I'll definitely touch upon like some of the later stuff. But I want to go way back to when you were talking about writing in the first place, like the fact that it was mm-hmm. to help you out through like a speech impediment more than anything else. Yeah. Which I find really interesting, like more than anything else, that you basically use it to help translate your thoughts a lot better than you had yeah. beforehand. Like, what was it about like after a while from it just being kind of a necessity for you to properly get your thoughts down straight? Like, at what point did it kind of click for you that like writing? was not only a way to help you out but to also like help you express yourself well i was i was a super nerd as like a child i was like one of those kids like larping on like the at recess and stuff and i was always just like imaginative anyways and so i knew like i was writing fanfics at like what like seven years old i had like a notebook and um one of my first stories was um it was like a dream i had where i turned into a 
um, a Pokemon. <laughs> and um, I was like the grandchild of like um, a Professor Oak. And then like, I don't know. It was like that kind of thing. And I don't know. I just, I guess I've always been creative. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that kind of creativity, especially mm-hmm. at that young of age. I remember, I don't know why you're talking about that, but for some reason, I guess my first bit of fan fiction was in third grade, I want to say it was, we were given an opportunity to basically make our own like picture book something like mm-hmm. that and so for some reason i basically made like a mock episode of the grim adventures of billy and mandy because that was one of my <laughs> hyper fixations at the time essentially yeah. and like i basically made an episode to where like they went out camping and then for some reason a golden orb like approached them but then like the episode just like basically restarts so they were basically in an infinite time loop with no resolution like yeah. any episode of grim adventures of billy and mandy <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, so I'm wondering when along, like you kind of illustrate a couple points, but like at what point along that, you know, journey that you were talking about when I did it go from just like a general love for like writing and, you know, what art could present to a passion and wanting to make it your career? Um, oh God, I don't like know exactly the pinpoint, but I just know that at some point, um, well, I got into comics really young and then okay. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to get into comics and be a writer. And I was like, and then I was like, I'm going to become the youngest comic writer ever (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like I knew that that like kid who wrote Aragon was like, what, 14. And I was like, I'm going to be even younger. I'm going to be 10 years old and I'm going to be writing a whole novel. (laughs) I don't know why I thought I was going to be doing that. Here I am now like 24. I haven't published anything really. But, um, but definitely I was just like, I knew that people were making stuff and I knew in my mind, even if it wasn't actually that good, I was like, I know I'm making good stuff. <laughs> I I feel like I should be published too, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, no disrespect to anyone that's been able to publish stuff, but some of the people that have been able to get away with publishing or at least self-publishing stuff like that, we've seen some of the quality of work that comes out of some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, like as anyone that looks at any sort of medium, there's obviously good examples mm-hmm. of that. And there's horrible examples of that. And, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're here to highlight the good examples. And I think you're a good example when it comes, especially mm-hmm. like some of the stuff you're trying to build uh, in the indie animation space. And I assume that like, especially once COVID hit, you know, after you thought, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, once I got my English major, like I'll figure out a way to, to figure out through that. But like once COVID hit, yeah. you're a part of that open animation thing. Like I can only imagine how much that kind of opened your eyes to kind of realizing, oh, wait, this is, this is a path. This is a future. This is something mm-hmm. I can easily see myself in. Oh yeah. And it was like, I saw other people in the same like place that I was. And I made like a lot of friends. I, I was like, there's so many of these amazing people that are also like wanting to break in. And then like, this is such an exciting space. And like, and at the time animation was really booming because of COVID mm-hmm. and so it seemed really exciting. And as someone who lives in Delaware, I was like, oh, maybe I could get a remote internship. I could get a remote job somehow. <laughs> um, obviously, now it's a little bit different um, three years later, the industry. But um, but yeah, it was definitely exciting at the time. And I definitely enjoyed like being a part of that community and still being a part of the animation community because I made like so many like I met so many great people. And it's oh, yeah. amazing. I mean, like it's obviously it's not like, you know. Especially now that COVID is apparently over. It's not COVID. It's still mm-hmm. here. Mask up people. Um, yeah. But like, 
you know, even after like the start of COVID and getting issues and stuff, like you're still really getting introduced to a lot of those people and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just a quick little aside, I just wanted to say I love how you had that initial thought. Of, I'm totally gonna win an Oscar one day. Look, I, mm-hmm. I I'm a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker myself. I went to school for filmmaking. I need to finish up that degree. Yeah. I can already hear my mom telling me now. Come on, Nathan, finish it up. <laughs> but. While I was in school, like I did have an opportunity to go to a couple film festivals. I actually got a couple of my mm-hmm. films into some of those film festivals. And I think I actually, I, I'm looking at my award right now across there mm-hmm. for one of the award ceremonies, which I was surprised I genuinely won that one. But that's aside from the point, like we all have that kind of dream, but it, it the, like that, that angle is cool, but like the opportunity that you get to work with some of these people. I mean, I imagine especially like starting out with some of these people in that program. And like you said, one of the people that you would go on to make a film with and such. And then on top of that, yeah. be the person to help out with the indie studio that you're doing right now. Like mm-hmm. that's gotta be like a cool, surreal experience to like build that yeah. much of a connection with someone to where like, they're basically your creative partner. Well, well, Kip specifically, I've known Kip since, um, middle school. Okay. So, you know, we've seen each other in our like most cringiest stages. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of people in the open animation program, um, specifically, um, I remember Michelle McKenna, who is now like a, um, one of the creators of a TSC project. Um, and she has been like there since the start, like in open animation. She was a part of all my classes. And if I hadn't been a part of that program, I would have ever met her and she's like from Canada and I met people from like all across the world because of this program and Twitter and this whole like community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, of course you kind of mentioned it, but now I'm genuinely curious because in my research, Mm -hmm. I did not see this. What was this short film that you eventually got to develop? Um, it was called mall fight. Okay. Um, (laughs) it was about, um, it's on YouTube, um, on my personal account. Um, and it was done with, um, it was me, Kip, um, I think their username is Coffee Heist, I think. Okay. And then there's another one, it has Star in the name. We haven't talked in a while, but they're amazing animators and storyboard artists. Um, and it was done within, it was kind of done under under a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for Make a Film Festival, it's about... Um, scene kids and goth kids fighting to go into the grand opening of a hot topic. Ooh, um, okay, okay. So there's a mild subject, and so they like start arguing, and it's only two minutes long. Um, and it was definitely like probably more complicated than it needed to be, but um, but yeah, that was the first um short film, like animated one that I've ever made. I mean, whenever you're making like a short film, especially when it's your first time making a short film, it's always going to be more complicated than it needs to be. I can still think of some of yeah. these short films that I've made and like looking back and be like, you know, if I just did this or if I did this little thing, like if I cut out this little yeah. sequence right here, like we all have that thought, but it still doesn't mm-hmm. still having that experience in the first place, like especially getting to work on a film like that with such incredible people. I can only imagine mm-hmm. once again, how much it kind of opened your eyes to like some of the cool possibilities that are out there. Now that you actually got to be in the trenches working on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And I never like, that was my first experience kind of like doing a whole like pipeline, like animation pipeline from like beginning to start. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had like everyone had like storyboards and like character designs. I did the script and then people took their parts. It, it's not fully animated because we didn't have time. It was more like an uh, animatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I edited it, it in like one day <laughs> and then I like shipped it off and 
yeah, but it, it was a lot of fun. It was stressful, but it was a lot of fun. I know it wasn't like the, like, while it was your first introduction to the pipeline, I can only imagine like what part of that process was the most that surprised you when it comes to, when it came to that first experience. Um, ooh. I think it was more like the collaborative effort of like, um, trying to get everything. Like I, I'm, I get really nervous about like when I'm a manager or something and mm -hmm. I can't see what people are doing. And I'm like, Oh my God, what if they're not doing it? <laughs> or like, what if we don't get it in on time? Mm -hmm. And then like, it was more like, being able to trust them and just like to them to get it in. Um, and, and for a lot of people, it was like really surprising, like how good it they were. Like really we did in two weeks, like all the storyboards or animation like stuff. Right. And during the whole process, like, what if we don't get it in? What if, they, what if they don't do it? <laughs> or what if it's not finished? And then it all came together. Like I was just surprised by like, you know, how it all comes together despite like everyone kind of being separate. And then, you know, at the end, how the vision Good. gets completed. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Like it was that first kind of realization of like having that trust in your team in the first place. And obviously you guys <laughs> delivered, you know, within the, the month time span that you could or whatnot. Yeah. And obviously led to, you know, I can imagine that led probably helped you a lot with the following project, which I'm glad you mentioned, which was the figments. <laughs> now, believe it or not, yeah. it is not the first time that the figments has been brought up on this podcast because I had a previous <laughs> guest, uh, Angelo, uh, who was mm -hmm. a storyboard artist for that, if I remember correctly. Uh, so mm -hmm. for yep. those who have not watched that episode, but also because you were the head writer among other things when it came to the figments, how would you describe the figments for those that are curious? Oh God. Um, do you mean like plot or like the whole production or let's go with both, but let's start with the plot first. Okay. Plot. Um, so the figments is about, um, Mari, who is a human who lives with, vampires um because her mom um just drops her off one day mm -hmm. and they decide that she's been living there long enough where she has to go to school at some point so she goes to high school for the first time she's never been in school and she's wants to make friends she wants to seem normal mm -hmm. but she keeps messing up during the day <laughs> and then her uh her like not sister but more like adopted sister is just like, annoyed by it she's like one of the cool kids um and then um shenanigans happen she meets two other weird kids at the school and then um suddenly is like transported to a hideout in the woods and then a monster appears and and then she turns into a monster it's yeah it's like it's like a teen coming to age story with monsters i mean that's fair that's valid what was it about this project that like intrigued you about it made you want to be a part of it um, well, the project being one of my best friends, um, I really wanted to help out on it. Mm -hmm. Um, they, um, started it for a fellowship. Um, probably it was a fellowship project for the university of Delaware. And it's the first ever like animated project for that, like fellowship program ever oh, done. Okay. And, and so I knew I wanted to help on it. I was like, obviously you're going to need the help. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll be a writer on it and I'll, you know, help like manage it. Cause I knew that I liked doing it on the last project and I was like, I'd love to do it again. Um, and yeah. And the story itself is really like cute. Um, I know they've been working on it for like years and years and years, but I never knew a lot about it cause she would develop it with another friend of ours. Um, okay. so it was really cool to like come in and like help adapt that story that they've been working on forever. 
Well, there you go. I mean, it, it, it's from what I have been able to see from the figments, like it certainly looked like a good experience for what was presented out there. And I can only imagine if you guys had like a little bit more time, like how gorgeous, yeah. like the actual animation would be. But I mean, regardless, like it was still like really well told more than anything else. I, I mean, credit to you and your team for being able to present that story as much as it was um, like, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, like, were you at least satisfied with the finished product that you had that you were able to present out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, we wrote the script in probably like a week. Um, And then I remember like specifically we had like maybe two or three meetings. And then I was like, the script is too long. (laughs) And then I rewrote it and then I presented it to the team. And then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And then um, and then after that, we only had like a month to do all the storyboards Mm -hmm. and the backgrounds and yeah and that's not enough time to do a bunch of storyboards for what turned out to be i mean if like it was timed a little bit better it would have been less than 30 minutes but the the animatic pilot is 30 minutes and that's longer than probably um it should have been we probably should have you know cut down the script a little bit and but you know it it still turned out really fun and there are it, it, it like as like you know, all the people on it are like growing artists, you know, they're all, they were all, uh, all of our friends who just wanted to, um, you know, get some experience, um, and fill their portfolio. And we even met a lot of new people. Um, like Nat was someone that like, you know, they actually live in like Maryland, like right there. Oh wow, <laughs> That's crazy. And so now like we've met in person and like seen each other. And then also like Jenna Rose, like now they're, um, a creator for a project under TSC and it's like, and Angelo has worked on other projects mm-hmm. such as like little wolf. Yep. So yeah, it was a great like start. I feel like. Absolutely. I mean, it was certainly uh, in my opinion, like you said, or like you said, it's a good start, especially for eventually what came next. And that's probably your most ambitious, I guess foundation probably the best word for it so far, because before we jump into the main thing, I want to talk about the thing backing the thing, the Sunflower Club. Now, like I said, you were one of the co-founders of it. You've already kind of illustrated who the other one is. But again, for those who are curious, what in the world is the Sunflower Club that just randomly appeared out of nowhere? So we started the Sunflower Club because of the figments. We just wanted a name. At first, you're like, oh, we just need a name to like call this production or like okay. the people that made it. And so just saying like, I don't know, created by Kip Bezant and then have like a bunch of credits. Um, and so we just needed a name. Uh, and then eventually I pitched ideas like, what if we just keep going with it? What if we just kept growing it? And we kind of like did it in like small ways. Um, but, and we, at first we didn't know what we wanted to be because we didn't want to become like something that was too too big at the start like we didn't want to be like oh immediately say we're a studio mm-hmm. um and that we are going to be making these projects and blah 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 um because it just felt disingenuous when we're also you know people that are growing and learning ourselves um so that's why on our like you know our like social media we'll say aspiring indie animation studio Mm -hmm. because we don't want to like pigeonhole ourselves and pretend that we're more than something we are but um essentially we are an aspiring indie animation studio we're and we're hoping to become a nonprofit as well um we are trying to um 
create, you know, an environment that's meant for collaborative growth. So that means, you know, creating a um, production that is meant to like help the people on it, like grow within their education, within the skills that they have or with new skills. Um, and, um, we're also trying to tell, you know, diverse stories as well, um, original stories. Um, but we don't just want to tell stories. We want to make sure that our productions are something that's innovative in a way. It's hard because we, like, the people that are part of the the Sunflower Club aren't as experienced within production. But we know what we would want if we were on a production. You know, we want something that's compassionate, something that's flexible, um, something that, you know isn't putting profit first over the artists. Like we want the projects to um, work for the artists and the creatives on the project. Um, and we also try to do a lot of outreach with the community. Mm -hmm. um, we do that in like a few ways with like, um, at the beginning of the year, we did the state of animation survey, um, which we hope to have the results out by the end of the year. And then we have um, Indie Animation Day as well. Yes, yes. And I definitely want to talk about both of those. But first, I have to ask quite possibly the most important question when it comes to the Sunflower Club. Where did the name come from? <laughs> um, so I think I came up with the name. Um, I remember wanting to be like, well, everyone on this project is growing mm -hmm. and we're and I wanted something that kind of like symbolized growth. Um, when I was in my undergraduate, I took a um, ecology course. And one of the finals was um, we had like an experiment on sunflowers and how they grow and how best they grow. And the results showed that if you give sunflowers enough space to grow and, you know, because if they're too close together, they're fighting for resources. Mm -hmm. They, um, and most of them die. Usually one only survives. Um, and so I felt that really helped to represent like, kind of like how artists can grow in like a better environment if they have the space to grow um, and, you know, then enough resources and equal resources amongst each other. And also they look beautiful more together in, you know, a whole field. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I, I like to think, especially with this metaphor, the sunflower for going down on that just for a little bit or whatnot. Like if you think about the, the animation space as a whole, like, you know, you have one aspect of it to where it seems like it's, it's crowd and cluttered with people that can sometimes be certainly cutthroat when it comes to like how certain things are done, mm -hmm. how, you, how, how the industry wants to do it, you know, pay wages and all stuff like that to the point to where like, it, it, it's easy to see how some good yeah. animators just don't make it. They don't survive. And you get the few that you always mm -hmm. hear the names of over and over again. Meanwhile, on the flip side, if you're to take a sunflower and toss it into the desert or whatnot, like, yeah, it's going to yeah. have the space to grow, but if there's nothing to really support it, it's going to exactly. die immediately. Yeah. So like, I can imagine mm -hmm. for you guys, like providing this good network of people to a uh, good, solid platform mm -hmm. for them to truly experiment maybe make some mistakes along the way but like truly understand like mm -hmm. what they're getting themselves into it as a whole and potentially you know what they want to do whether it be on their own or helping someone else out to achieve their dreams yeah. or not really helps it grow and make a beautiful picture at the end of the day mm -hmm. yeah that's that's definitely what we wanted to do because we felt that there was a weird gap within like um, going to college or you're learning on like by yourself mm -hmm. and then 
you're trying to get into a, your first production or breakthrough into the industry. And it's so hard because you don't have the experience and you don't know really what a production is. Mm -hmm. And many people like myself who didn't go to college for animation, um, I've never like had my like um, thesis or like my student film moment where I got to work with a bunch of people and learn that process. So with like, hopefully with some flower club, projects we hope that we can kind of provide that experience and like get that first you know bit of like experience in the pipeline and production and collaborating and taking um like direction from people and then you know they'll be better prepared absolutely i mean like especially with some of the ways that you're hoping to support that community uh in more ways and in more ways than one like you had said like the couple is including the the sunflower club direct with the survey and stuff like that which what was the inspiration behind that what made you want to be like well let's let's provide a little platform for some of these people um for the sunflower for for which thing the sunflower direct i should say oh um so the sunflower direct is a um is a video, it's kind of like a Nintendo Direct <laughs> um, for our projects, but we wanted to include this year, hopefully some like um, sponsorship from smaller projects um, or from indie artists or anyone that really, you know, is kind of like in within our community of indie artists and um, animation and stuff. Um, so then they can kind of like show showcase their stuff. You know, we've grown a little bit throughout the last year so we're hoping to get more views and then um then we we're able to also grow our direct and hopefully make it bigger yeah hopefully i can help participate with one of the future ones because i one i will go ahead and tell you right now i put in an application to see if i can help sponsor you guys because i think what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible uh a little 10 to 15 second ad if possible um <laughs> and then also secondly i mean i'm sure we've already illustrated this but tipsy j hearts the wonderful co-showrunner of this podcast <laughs> um is creating an incredible short film called the evil little thing and mm -hmm. yep. uh, yes, Absolutely. I'm actually, she has recruited me to be helping out with the writing aspect of it, to try to tell that story mm -hmm. in the proper way possible. So I'm sure you can help relate to me as a writer yourself that like, mm -hmm. especially w even whenever you have like the toys to play with, to create an incredible world, sometimes creating that world or helping mold that world into a beautiful place, mm -hmm. quite a challenge on its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, and of course, speaking of Tipsy J Hearts, I think she, it, it's incredible to, for her to be a part of this Sunflower Club, even to the point yes. to where she is voicing one of your guys' little mascots. You want to talk about these little mascots mm -hmm. and how they came to be? Yeah, so we created these mascots. Well, first we were like, I don't know, we thought having mascots was a cute thing. We are like, what if we just had something cute to have on our, you know, platforms and stuff? Um, and I think... Tipsy was actually the one that initially designed um, the characters. Well, we went through like debates of what animal it was going to be. And then um, she was the one that brought up a deer. And then we did a poll on our like fan server mm -hmm. and then the, the deer won. And so then we decided to like, we kept like messing with the design and like seeing what to do. And then we did, we, we decided on the three designs of Sunny blossom and bud and she voices blossom i think um which is amazing yes um and i'm yes. so thankful 
I, 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 it's certainly awesome to see Tipsy take these opportunities, uh, whether it be with the voice acting with this or even like with the singing, mm-hmm. to like really showcase to the world like some of her other talents other than the incredible art that she already does. So I gotta say mm-hmm. thank you guys for incorporating her and getting her that like cool opportunity as well. Um, and I think on top of that, like one of the cool opportunities you guys are also providing is this incredible little day called Indie Animation <laughs> Day. Now, I'm genuinely curious because at least for me, it seemed like this came out of nowhere. What exactly was the inspiration to dedicate an Indie Animation um, Day? I don't I don't know where like it came from. I remember just like one day I was like, I just want to somehow make the community a little bit tighter. And then I was like well, what if we had our own portfolio day? Cause there's like portfolio day, there's like visual women, there's drawing while black. There's like a lot of different things that highlight artists and niche communities within the art community. And there's nothing for, there's nothing for indie animation I felt like. So mm-hmm. I was like, what if we just had a day? And then I started just like on the TSC Twitter being like, how would the community want this to be? And like asking them questions. Um, and then we, all decided like the followers and stuff decided that it'd be a, a a is it i think it's four times a year no is it it's i feel like it's four times a year because you guys have already done one because you guys have done at least starting this year because i don't remember you guys yes. doing any of them for like january or february or whatnot but you did one for may you did one mm-hmm. for august and you're doing one in yeah. november yes yes um and yeah, just, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be that big. <laughs> I was just like, you know, if a few people just notice it, I was like, really, like, I was just making like, like really quick stuff. I was making all like the promotion stuff around my sister's like wedding too. Oh. So I was really busy. Um, and then it just kind of like, I let the day happen and then it, it started out kind of slow. And then suddenly like it was trending for a little bit and then, I kept seeing the tag and then more people started looking at it and people I didn't think that would even like participate. And I was like, how does it, what? And I, at the end of the day, it was like 30,000 tweets under the hashtag. And I wasn't expecting that to happen. So, um, so, that was, so to say that it was a mild success, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably putting it lightly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was pretty, cr- I, I was not expecting it at all. Um, but I'm really glad that it did like, pick up and that it is kind of big um i think it helps and i think it has helped the indie animation community see themselves as a community um and while like indie animation has been something that has been around probably since the start of animation Mm -hmm. and of course there's been like new grounds there's like youtube indie animators i do feel like there's like a new age of indie animation happening oh yeah that's like kind of started like 2020 2021 and now it's kind of exploded. Um, and so I felt like there needed to be something that recognized that. And yeah, and it got recognized, I guess. I mean, I, it definitely got recognized. It got me more or less aware of the fact that it was happening in the first place. Because the first mm-hmm. one you guys did, day after my birthday. My birthday's May 15th. You did the first <laughs> Indie Animation Day, May 16th or whatnot. So I'm like, well, I can't not promote this stuff. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. part of my forte. And then whenever I saw that, like, the next one was coming up on August 16th, I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of a break right now anyway. 
screw it. This is the best day for me to come back. And for every single indie animation day, I'm going to try to make sure that I release an episode for that one. That is obviously, awesome. that's obviously dedicated for an indie animation project. You know, obviously the, yeah. obviously the, the, you know, this past one, we gave recognition for Baphomet the clown with sinking road, wonderful mm-hmm. project. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. If it wasn't for the certain project you guys are promoting right now, I was planning on bringing you on for the November 16th one. Cause in fact that that, definitely falls on when it falls yeah. on Thursday like it normally would scheduled or whatnot. Plus it's, it, it would make sense. Like, Hey, in the animation day, look, the person that helped made it a reality, <laughs> but <laughs> I figured there were more pressing matters. So I figured that's why I wanted to bring you on a little sooner. Um, but yeah. before we really jump into that, I just got to ask, like, just thinking about like what the community, like the community you've been, already been able to develop with the sunflower club. Like, does it blow your mind how much this little like group that started off for a project you were doing in college, like how much is honestly blown up when it's like the people that recognize that want to be a part of it? Yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy. I've gone to conventions because we have like um, table dot conventions mm-hmm. and like e like we were at FlameCon last year and we had people that were like, yeah, I think I've seen you on Twitter. And I'm like, you've seen us on Twitter. <laughs> that, that's crazy. Or even people in my my own state, like I'll have like a booth and they're like, I think they're like, you have an Instagram account, don't you? And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> and it's, it's a little like weird. And we've definitely grown like a lot within like the past um, year or so. So it definitely, I don't know, it is crazy. Like I, I, like I think about it and I'm like, oh, we're still so small. We're still so tiny. But I do think we've made a pretty big impact even in like, it might seem small in the grand scheme of things, but I, it, it's made a big impact on me and the people that have worked with us and the community. So, you know, it makes me happy. <laughs> Absolutely. It should make you happy more than anything else, especially with what you're going to be using, you know, the, the Sunflower Club, like the platform is going to be providing, especially for the biggest project you guys are developing right now. <laughs> and that's this little tiny, you know, <laughs> indie animation project involving at least a hundred different people. Last I checked or whatnot from what you guys keep advertising and whatnot called yeah. little wolf. Now yeah. for those who, you know, have not been paying attention uh, to what you guys are presenting, or for those that didn't watch the episode a couple weeks back where I put the advertisement for it and whatnot, how would you describe Little Wolf? So Little Wolf is a short film. Um, it's going to be around like seven to ten minutes. Um, and it's about a little warrior named Little Wolf who travels into a magical forest to slay the lady of the forest to um, prove their worthiness to their clan. And it's a very simple story. I wanted to keep it simple because, you know, I wanted this um, project to be our first kind of like animated project and we wanted to keep it manageable. Um, And so, yeah, we have over a hundred people working on it um, or have worked on it. Um, We, since this is a volunteer project right now because we don't have the funding, we're trying to fund it. (laughs) Um, We... I made sure that like the schedule is super flexible and if people want to leave, they can leave. Like people have their own lives. We had people um, leave and go on to like big productions. And then we had people get like Nick internships. We had people just leave because they were sick or they have school and that's totally fine. Yeah. And, and I love being able to like be a little touchstone in their, you know, journey. So, yeah, that's why we have 100 plus. If anyone, like, I feel like whenever I say that, people are like, why do you have that many people on your project? I'm like, well, this is why. It's like you got to be a little bit flexible when you're tra- when you're having yeah. people that 
want to take their time that want to take their time more than anything else to really tell such mm-hmm. an incredible story. And that's one of the things I definitely want to get into. Like what was, mm-hmm. what was it about the story? Like how did the story come to be of little wolf? Like what was the inspiration for little wolf? Um, so I think I started the story in November, 2021. I was trying to find a job. Okay. <laughs> I had graduated in May and I was like, Oh my God, there's I'm not getting a job anywhere. And, uh, and then I noticed my friends weren't getting jobs and we were all complaining on Twitter being like, Oh, we just need a job, please. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, well, what if I, I was still like kind of off of like figments being like, I love doing that. That was so much fun. Um, and I'd love to do my own thing and be a creator of my own project. Um, and I was like, well, what if I made a, a short film that my friends or whoever can work on so then we can get experience you know, just do something while we're like, you know, jobless or trying to get into the um, industry mm-hmm. and just, you know, experiment, make something and fill our portfolios. Say we put something on our resume and um, yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. I made the story like literally I was like on like a story generator. And I was like, I'm trying to find <laughs> like, <laughs> let me just keep clicking until I find something that's good because I didn't want anything like too something that I was like really like invested in. Um, I wanted something that everyone on the project could kind of like put their input, put their own like voice into because if I, if it was too much of my project, then I felt like they couldn't really like shine or like make it whatever they want it to be as well. Okay. Um, so I kept it pretty flexible. And then eventually the story grew once we had our first writers meeting and I made sure that, all anyone could come to the writers meetings because i was like the artists are going to be working on this so they better like the story too so yeah no i mean that's incredible i'm i'm glad to hear that like at, you you create a story that is at least at the base level is one that anyone could sort of hop on board for and like truly like have their own creative spin on it to really make it something that's truly unique. And I mean, at least for what I've been able to see, at least right off the bat, the most unique aspect for me of little wolf is kind of the history or like the ancestral aspect of it. The fact that you, you have this so rooted in like folklore of many different, you know, indigenous, you know, areas and stuff like that. What was it about like those like backstories and those like, you know, folklore stuff like that how did that get injected into the story? Like, what was that? What was about those stories that made it a foundation for this one? Um, so with the generator that I did, I think the first thing it was like, the, the first few words was like little girl crow and then dirty. And then I just kind of sat with that. And then like, that felt like, like a old, like, like Aesop tale or something okay. like something with a crow. That's just like, and those little girls on a journey, um, and eventually, slowly, I was like, well, what if I, I didn't want it to be, like, too much rooted in either, like, I won't, all I knew was that I wanted it to be rooted in, like, a European, like, kind of feeling of, like, a fantasy instead of um, any other type. So, and my, like, ancestry is from, like, Ireland and all that. Okay. So I was like, well, you know, I thought it'd be fun to look into that and try to infuse that kind of feeling of just, like, going into like a um kind of like celtic ancient um forest and making it feel more like a folk tale um and then also that brings in kind of like the more handmade and like rough side of like what we want the animation and like the end of the story like the finished film to feel like Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it certainly gives it that kind of like 
you know, almost like a natural feel to it. The, like the story you guys are going to be trying to tell with this, um, like, especially like the Celtic folklore. Like I cannot tell you how much I'm always like intrigued with kind of that ancestry, that kind of aspect of it more than anything else. Like, especially whenever it's something that, like you said, it seems like it would be a folklore that, you know, if you talk to someone that had lived in Ireland for years or whatnot, it'd be something that they could tell at the pub, like, you know, like yeah. for like some visitors, there, just like wondering like some authentic stuff, you know, like this seems like a truly like natural story to tell at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt that the characters you get, the characters you guys are introducing are like absolutely incredible and like ones that I can eat that people can easily cling on to like how important was it for you to establish such important characters such as little wolf and the lady in the force and stuff along the lines of that yeah so um yeah we definitely wanted them to not only feel kind of like a general like folk tale kind of like character that like you know is that they're both like vehicles for the story like they're obviously like kind of telling a lesson mm-hmm. but also something that feels like very um like emotionally like it, people can kind of like attach to them um i inspired especially like um little wolf um on i have like around that time i got a cat who was like really small <laughs> and she was she was something else she was super scared at the beginning when i got her she was rough she was missing teeth um she you know was covered in pee and then suddenly like now she's grown into this like very confident and very like um open and adventurous cat and i think little wolf encaptures that that you know you can be brave even in the worst of times and you can be small and still you know take on big situations and then with the spear um the lady of the forest i think you know i think it's said as spare we had this whole conversation during production where we were trying to figure out how to say the name and I still struggle with it's, I think it's a spare. Um, but we wanted a character that's not just a, a villain and just like, you know, someone to kill, but we wanted something, some, a character that, um, is, you know, universally feel kind of sympathetic and, um, but also a little scared and of, um, and, I we wanted the story to not just be like oh this character goes fights this character and then wins and that's it because that'd be too simple we wanted to inject some like emotionality to it and so the story isn't just about you know little wolf proving to their clan but also you know overcoming you know certain um certain like people's perspectives of you Mm -hmm. and how the world treats you and overcoming that and you know believing in yourself and who you know yourself to be so yeah well i mean like when it comes to any kind of the the folk folk tales you know the folklore that you were talking about beforehand or whatnot it wasn't just always good triumphs evil there was always a good lesson behind yeah. it when it came to like mm-hmm. what the good was trying to accomplish or what eventually happened like where the bad was coming from and also for yeah and i imagine like especially since that's like a foundation for you guys' project like it's very important for you guys to to tell that story the way to where it's not just good conquers evil yay let's celebrate you know it, it was kind yeah. of a there is a lesson here and a very important lesson that mm-hmm. not just for the characters in the story but like the people that are watching that they can take with them through everyday life yeah yep exactly i mean like especially with especially with the way that this short looks and the characters he provided or whatnot like you guys have a gorgeous style and some 
beautiful character designs like i gotta give applause to your design team throughout for providing oh, such yeah. like, incredible characters like like how amazed are you whenever you saw like how the characters like developed to their look oh yeah um i i kind of like decided a little bit there early but a spare was like especially one character that we haven't like even like thought of at the beginning so i watched like the team create these beautiful beautiful designs and it's like it was crazy like seeing how they like took the script and then like made this like character that you know not only looked cool but really like made sense like um on so many different levels of like the themes and all that so i uh, yeah and i have to give like a a like applause to our head um create like uh what is the word <laughs> you just said it um character designer yep. <laughs> um um olivia cartoon corgi um amazing job and they even took my little wolf design which we all went through oh i have a cat with me oh there's your there's the cat is that is that the, yeah, is, the is that the one of folklore that i've heard about <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um but olivia really took um even the little wolf design that i had created and then um made it even look better than okay. even what I could do. So definitely applauds to them. And I definitely also want to give an applaud to your background team as well, because the settings you guys have set up so far, they look like yeah. folklore. They look gorgeous. <laughs> oh yeah. That team. Yeah. And then we even have more, like they keep making them every day and I'm like, I'll go in and I like, I could do backgrounds, but I don't have like the technicality. And right. all I can do is go, this looks so good. <laughs> These are amazing. <laughs> That's just basically me. Anytime I see anyone create any sort of art, especially for like the thumbnails for the podcast, I'm like, you did such a beautiful job. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I mean, like, and especially like with the team that you've been able to develop so far, like I can mm -hmm. only imagine like how excited not only you are, but the entire team is to hopefully make this short into fruit. Uh, yeah like see the fruits of your guys's labor like come to fruition that's where i was looking for yes yes yeah i hope one day that we get to see it all finished and i really hope to put in the festivals not just to like i don't know to be like oh i want awards i just want to do it for fun to show yeah. it off <laughs> and then for them they can get awards and that's good for their resumes and stuff so absolutely yeah. more than anything else obviously you know yeah. we've talked about obviously like you said most of the people that have been able to work on it so far they've been on a volunteer basis but i mean last i checked at least at the time that we're recording you guys are currently trying to use indiegogo to fund it and truly get a true solid team together to really bring this thing yeah. to fruition and all sorts of different aspects or whatnot so for those at home who are maybe curious you want to give your little pitch on why they should support the indiegogo today Yes. Um, so not only will, if you fund this project, um, not only will you be getting an amazing, beautiful film out of this, but you'll also be supporting all the artists that have worked on this, all the feature artists that have worked on it. Um, you will help us get a, another year of Clip Studio Paint EX licenses, um, which is $3,000. We need at least 6000 because of taxes and whatnot. Um, and yeah, we. it's not just about, you know, the beautiful art, which a lot of it is, um, but it also is about the artists that are on this project. And this is their thesis film. If they haven't made one or they're working on making one or they, you know, haven't been in school, are in school, you know, doesn't matter. This is something that they, you know, they're putting their all into this and it's beautiful. And yeah, I think 
everyone should back it. <laughs> Absolutely. And how long is the Indiegogo running? Like, when is the last day people can um, donate? I think the last day is August 30th or September 1st. I, I, I think I, I think you're mixing up the days because we're already September oh, 9th right September now. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I did. September 30th. Okay. Or uh, October 1st. I was about to <laughs> say, I was about to say, like, don't get me wrong. I was hoping to have you on to promote this stuff, but if I'm a month late, <laughs> what am I trying to promote? I'm not poorly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely. So if you guys cannot donate right this moment, don't worry. You have a little bit of time to work with because this episode yes. is going to be coming out September 21st to give you a little bit mm -hmm. behind ba baseball and what's going on on my end. But, yes. but, that does not mean that, you know, if you guys cannot donate, at least spread the word. Get the word out there so that yes. we can really get this project made. Because I, if you mm -hmm. cannot tell from how I'm gushing about it and all the time and effort that Janice talked about, not only for what she has put into it, but for what everyone on the team has put into it, this is an incredible project with so many different people involved. And even just the littlest bit, even just a couple of dollars or just simply a simple yes. retweet or making mm -hmm. your own post or whatnot, just getting the word out there does wonders yeah. to make this. Project it really reality. does. Yeah, it really does. Like you don't know like who you're like, if you retweet it, which one of your followers will see it and want to back it or will want to retweet it. And you know, the chain keeps going. Um, but yeah, like it really helps. Even if you can't give money, like honestly, even a dollar, it makes me excited. Like I look at my email, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember whenever I, I, cause I'm a person that likes to put my money where my mouth is where I can. So whenever I made sure to donate the $80 to you guys or whatnot, I made sure to let people know, Hey, I donated to this thing. I helped out with this thing. You guys can help yeah. too. You guys need the help. So yes, yes. Thank and thank you for that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Trust me. Like, I, obviously, if today's conversation is not an extent of how excited I am for this project, <laughs> like, hopefully, that beforehand was kind of an extent of like how much I want to see this be a reality. Because, like, you know, there are so many indie projects out there that I've tried to, to show love and support to as much as mm -hmm. I can. And again, I'm a person to where if I want to support it as much as I can, I try to put my money where my mouth is. Not always a guaranteed mm -hmm. thing because you know, life, taxes, you know, all this oh, stuff yeah. like that. There's only so much I can do. Uh, mm -hmm. but for the people I do show that love and support to, like, it's more than worth it. I know every single penny is going to be put towards a good cause and to some wonderful people making this gorgeous thing a reality. Yes, yes, it will. And luckily with our project, it is a flexible um, campaign, so we will get whatever money we make from it, even if we don't reach our goal, yeah. which is nice. It'll just, if we reach our goal, we'll, we'll be able to finish a little bit quicker um, and also pay people better um but um if we don't then it'll just be a slower process we'll figure out what to do with the money and like that we do get um if we don't even reach six thousand but you know i'm still you know even if we don't reach our goal i'm still positive and yeah. optimistic and, that this film will happen and like i said it's not like the campaign's over just yet and like what you previously said yeah. saying that the project was over also on august 30th or whatnot yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but I will say, like, people, there's still time. There's plenty more opportunities for people to donate and really make this thing a reality. And mm -hmm. I will say that's one of the things I do appreciate about Indiegogo as compared to Kickstarter. Like, I know Kickstarter has, like, yeah. the, has, like the success stories or whatnot of people, like, truly making mm -hmm. it or whatnot. But at least with Indiegogo, like, even if you don't exactly reach the goal, it's not like they're going to be, like, Kickstarter where if you don't even get anywhere close to it, they take the money away. So Yeah. Yeah, that's why we chose it. And also, you know, um, I felt like the Indiegogo has, like, you know, I think they weren't doing like the AI or like the NFT stuff. So uh, I was like, yeah. oh, that's something better with our brand. Yep. Yep. 
at least hopefully they 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 stick with that plan and don't turn their yeah. backs on it but you know in today's corporate yeah. society i i have little hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, but unlike the little hope i have in the community i have a lot of hope for little wolf which you guys should donate to today <laughs> um <laughs> If this is not already just a giant advertisement for in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to ask, though, like, obviously thinking to, like, what you've been able to accomplish with, you know, Little Wolf and the Sunflower Club. And even the stuff before that, just thinking as a whole, like, ever since you started when it came to writing and, and art and stuff like that, does it amaze you more or less how far you've been able to come along as an artist and as a writer, like, thinking about your, your art journey? Yeah, it is like sometimes I feel like a little stagnated because I'm like, oh, I'm like 24 and I'm not, you know, I don't have my first TV credit or whatever. But also like I'm, you know, helping on these like amazing projects. I'm directing a project. I'm, you know, helping a bunch of indie projects, um, even if they don't, you know, 100 percent happen in the end. It's still like a really fun experience to be able to help, you know, indie artists and indie creators, you know, get their voices out there and also contribute to their productions. Cause it feels like I'm at that foundational stage of like something bigger sometimes. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm in that like mind frame where it's like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really getting paid a lot for like my writing and stuff. But then I'm also like, I'm getting these like great experiences and I'm like meeting these great people. And I think that's worth it in the end. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, you mentioning like the the community and the different projects you've been exposed to. I'm I'm gonna ask just just quick question. I want to know your opinion. Ever since you started the Sunflower Club and ever since you've been exposed to all these different indie animation projects, is there a particular project that you are excited about other than your guys' own, other than Little Wolf, that you're yeah. excited about and you want to see more about it? Um, I love. I think one of the biggest projects that also like kind of inspired us to kind of go more into indie animation was Lumi and the Great Big Galaxy. Yeah. I, it looks, first of all, the animation, amazing. Characters, amazing. Story, amazing. I was able to look at the script like early on um, and kind of give notes on it before like they locked it in and it was, it's really good. Um, and yeah, and I'm really excited to see more of that. Um, there's also, God, there's so many. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I can't even like think of them all. Um, Swift Spark looks really cool. Um, yes. I think that's what they call her, Spark. Yeah. And that one's really cool. And they're, like, making their pilot. And, like, part two's, like, going to come out. That's really cool. Um, oh, God. I follow so many. Like, if I see one <laughs> on my timeline, I go, oh, got to follow that one <laughs> again. Trust me. Um, like, I, like, I, I'm the same way. Part of it because I'm recruiting for potential people to be on the podcast. But also, like, there's yeah. just so many cool projects out there. There are. There's, and they're all so different. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like... I can't like, and that's what I love about like doing an indie animation day. I get to learn like all these new projects and get to follow all new people because of it. Absolutely. I was going to say like, for me, for me personally, obviously there's little wolf. That's why I had you here. I wanted to get that name out there. There's one that doesn't get like a lot of press out there, or at least I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it, but I want to see more about it. And it's this one called dungeon flippers. Have you heard about this one? I think I've seen it. I yeah, think I have. Yeah, the little ones. Yeah, where it's basically, just like the the HGTV meets meet meets meets a uh, like yes. Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. I no, yeah, that does that, that's a 
the coolest concept ever. I know, right? Like, I just love that concept. There's that one um, Tally Ho that Skull Hair Studios is trying to put together and such. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, Sinking Road with Baphomet the Clown. You know, obviously the evil yes. little thing once we get that a little bit more, like the the, the yeah. wheels grinding on that one. And obviously, like, mm-hmm. I can't not shout out Lumi. I mean, Evan is a former guest yeah. of the podcast as well. It's someone I definitely, you know, yeah. s- someone I definitely want back on the podcast at some point, especially as that project gets closer to fruition. Um, get, mm-hmm. definitely get the experience from then and now because I can only imagine how excited they are to tell that story. I mean, they they were oh, yeah. they were excited when I brought them on New Year's of last year. I mean, that that's how long yeah. that was. So yeah, I mean, I I think we've illustrated with this point that there's a lot of cool indie animation out there that people need to show some love and support. Oh yeah, anything else? Yeah, and I mean, like you know. Obviously, there's a lot that we want to love and support, just as your own stuff. I mean, you've already talked about like a lot of the the art you've been a part of, and a lot of stuff you wanted to 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 grow on your own with Sunflower Club. Mm-hmm. What if we gave you another person to help make that reality grow a little bit, if I may, Jen, and give you more or less the dream scenario? Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come to you like, look, Jen, we see what you and the Sunflower Club are doing, and we think that you know. You have the potential for something incredible. You just need an extra, extra push, an extra platform to really get you to that point to where you guys can grow as a whole. We have access mm-hmm. to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible, and more money than there should be possible. We should probably be focusing on paying the actors and writers at this point. I mean, this this strike is getting really ridiculous, but we'll focus on them in a little bit. Right now, we are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the Dream Gen Russ project? A dream... Like, so if I could make another project? <laughs> I mean, it could be supporting the one that you currently have or just making yeah. a completely brand new one. Again, all the money in the world, all the resources, take what you want with it. What would you do? Oh, God. Um, Early on in, like, developing TSC, I really wanted to make it more of an educational, like, program. And I really want to make it, like, like I want to pay people like almost like an internship or like a training situation where people get stipends and then they we give them the software we give them you know the stuff we give them um all the stuff that they need to do for that time and then they help create a whole new show for us um or a project so they're like so these trainees are all working together they have like a mentor person everyone gets paid Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's all i really want to do is pay everyone and then i feel like we're actually moving in the right direction with our projects um but in this scenario it'd be more like um students getting their first credits on something wholly original um whether that be one of our projects that we already have or a whole brand new one um and yeah i think that'd be probably what i want to do so so basically just like you would want to ex- basically excel the process that you were hoping you're able to do with the Sunflower Club that you yes. have set up more than anything else. Yes, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, hey. If someone gave me a million dollars, I'd love that. Hey, you know what? Again, yeah. we, we have more than a million dollars. Trust me, we can make that more of a reality than you would ever believe. <laughs> <laughs> and if nothing else, we can go ahead and make Little Wolf as well as Little Wolf 2, Little Wolf 3, Little Wolf back in action. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But sadly, we got to get down from the dream scenario. We got to get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Ooh, um, five to ten years from now. Um, I am hoping that 
in five to ten years, Little Wolf is um, finished. That's a good <laughs> um, start. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, huh. That's a really interesting question. See, I'm always, like, so in, like, the immediate future or, like, the, like, in the next month that I always forget to kind of think in the future. Yeah. Um, right now I'm getting my degree in um, archival work. Ooh. So I'm hoping to have an archives um, job and then be able to fund more TSC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we have a bigger fan base and then all our other projects have um, kind of came out, you know, like the pilots for Welcome to Hell, um, All You Can't Eat, um, yep. and nice to meet you maybe we'll pick up figments again um and yeah well there you go that sounds like something that i'd love to see i think i think if you're able to keep up with what you're doing both with your your career wise but also with the sunflower club like i don't see why you don't get to that point at at some point hopefully within the five to ten years but you know at this point with how the industry is who knows but still yeah like the fact yeah the fact that i can tell that with what you guys are presenting right now there's a lot of love and passion behind it you'll get there eventually i know you guys will um as we start to wind down the episode i just have one last question i want to ask you jen obviously you've been deeply entrenched in art literature all sorts of different aspects of that for ages Mm -hmm. now how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole oh oh yeah i'm definitely i have a lot to say on this um Go for i just it. The, feel the like floor is yours i just feel like art is like the heart of like everything we do um i feel like in the last few years even like decade you could say like um we've kind of treated art as like this commodity that we're just like um entitled to it's just like you know it's just like the same thing as like making a cake or salt or like eating a cake it's just like something that is not contributing to society and it's just something fun and people just make it and but they're not really doing anything mm-hmm. but people are still like we see like these huge shows and people are talking about the you know, stranger things or like how good this show is in this movie and they love the song and yet they're still like oh well if you're a singer you don't deserve <laughs> to have like a actual house or something um or there's like ai that thinks that they can you know do the same thing (laughs) um but and i but i feel like if we and if everyone because i feel like everyone should take part in art and creating it no matter if it's like the best thing in the world if it makes a million dollars i think everyone should partake in it and show it off and you know express themselves or not even show it off, you know, just do it for themselves. And I feel like, you know, during COVID and all that, people were doing that a lot with like painting and, you know, they were painting their walls and whatever, like dyeing their hair and making stupid little songs and poetry, whatever. And then- Or starting silly little podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone went back to the real world. Well, not everyone, because, you know, here we are still like (laughs) doing art and stuff. Um, and then decided it was not a real thing anymore and they just want to make money off of it. And I think there's a real, you know, need for art. And I've, I work with kids right now. I work at a daycare and I'm always like, the kids will be like, well, I, I don't think, you know, animation is like a real movie. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't get to say that to me. <laughs> and then I have to like show them like the process of it. I just feel like people, like the average person doesn't realize the heart and the skill and the talent that is in art. Mm -hmm. And if they partook in it, even a little bit, even if it was in elementary school, I think they'd realize 
the actual skill it takes and the kind of dedication it takes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. That is, yeah. that is all, every little bit of that point was all <laughs> wonderfully worded, if I do say so <laughs> myself. Um, Jen, that is all the questions that I have for you today. <laughs> I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm going to show you a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> Um, like I said, Jen, I, I could not help, but appreciate what you guys, both yourself and the sunflower club was doing right off the bat. Um, both personally with showing support for the podcast and the people that have shown up on here, but also with what you guys are doing with your own endeavors, like providing a platform for so many incredible artists to, to get just their foot in the door, get their, get their toes a little wet with what they could potentially be getting themselves into. I mean, the fact that you guys are providing that as best you can is something that is admirable and something I applaud you for right off the bat. Um, and obviously seeing the, the love and care that has gone into this first project you guys are really putting forth, like as this collective, the sunflower club, like it, it, I, to say that it has been absolutely stunning to see what you guys have been able to present. It's probably an understatement. Like you guys are providing something that looks absolutely incredible. And I, I, cannot wait to see the fruits of that labor that of both what you guys have been providing up to this point as well as what you guys can hopefully get done if the indiegogo gets funded and you guys get that proper support more and more getting the chance to sit down with you today has been i've developed as always like a brand new love and appreciation for what you have been able to do both personally but also with the sunflower club like it just makes me more or less like excited to know that there is someone out there willing to dedicate their time and effort to really provide something to where people can truly be creative that is something that i will always champion at the end of the day and that's why i will always show that love and support for what you guys do whether it be as simple as retweeting you know hey support little wolf if you can or trying to literally dedicate an entire episode for a, a random day that you guys just came up with uh, because you saw other people doing some incredible stuff and you wanted to continue to show that love and support. And that's something that I try to champion on the podcast as much as I can. Show that love and support for people, for what they do, for the thing that they put a lot of time and effort into. And I can tell that for you with the Sunflower Club and everything that you do, you guys are trying to do what you can to provide that and then send to so many people. And I... I, I love that, and like I said, I will show that love and support right back to you guys if you can. That's why I wanted you on this podcast, not just to talk about Lil Wolf, but to let you know that I do love and appreciate what you guys have been able to do. And please, please, please keep up that incredible work, because I can only imagine, like, if it's for me, someone that is relatively an outsider when it comes to animation and stuff like that, for someone that's actually trying to, to make it in this industry, especially with how cutthroat it can be at times, like, you mm-hmm. guys are doing like a godsend when it comes to work, the work that you guys are doing. And I can only imagine how much the people that are working on it love and appreciate it just as much as you love and appreciate the work that they put into it. Please keep up the incredible work and please, please keep up like the love and enthusiasm to other people. Thank you. Yes. And ditto to you. Thank you so much for having me on and for all the work that you do too. Like this podcast is amazing and you've helped, you know, you know, showcase all these amazing artists and indie projects and that's awesome like we need more people and more podcasts like this <laughs> hey look i just bring the people on i just let them talk all right that's all i try to do i i, I, I it's like the 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 duos test quarter or t- yeah uh, like a duos court tennis court that's what i was trying to say like i may yeah. serve out the ball but they're the ones that are gonna be knocking it out to the other side and trying to get that <laughs> point all right because 
I mean, you can attest this with some of the people that have been able to come through, like the Sunflower Club for you guys. There are so many talented people out there. And the fact there that they've, they've gotten little to no opportunity to showcase just how incredible they are. Like, that's something that mm -hmm. infuriates me. That's why I wanted to do this podcast, yes. to showcase the world. Hey, look at this incredible person. Look at what <laughs> they are doing. Show them that love and support. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. So, and like I said, like the fact that you guys are continuing it, especially when it comes to Little Wolf and stuff like that, like, again, it just makes me excited for what you guys are going to be doing, not just with Little Wolf, but all the projects on forward. So once again, and hopefully for final, well, no, it's not going to be the final time because I'm going to still keep thank you guys after this episode's done <laughs> and everything. Thank you guys for what you do and please keep up the incredible work. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now, if people want to see that incredible work, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. All right, so we have, um, if you go on Indiegogo, um, the easiest way, search um, Little Wolf, um, short animated film, and then it'll pop up probably first one, hopefully. I don't think there's any other Little Wolf films funding right now. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, which I guess is called X now. I'm I still calling it Twitter. I was going to say, I still call it Twitter, too, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, just search up the Sunflower Club. We're on Instagram, on Blue Sky, Tumblr youtube um if there's a place we're gonna be on it we're on linkedin too <laughs> yep there you go there you go and i'll be sure to have all those links in the description below that first link obviously being the the little wolf indiegogo uh because again let's make this reality people let's make this real i mean if it's okay with you, I was going to obviously show like, you know, little bits here and there throughout some of the incredible work you guys have already put into it. So it's like, if you guys have loved what you saw before this point, like definitely support it. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, I don't know. Um, trying to, I guess, listening, watching, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing and do art, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep showing that love and support for the community that, that does it as well. Uh, yep. And with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, pay your artists. Please pay your artists if you can. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why we are trying to fund and we're trying to fund our other projects because we need to pay our people. Exactly. Even with as much stuff as we're trying to do with, you know, we try to provide licenses like art licenses and um, brush packs and keep the schedule as flexible as possible you know people still deserve to be paid for what they're doing so absolutely especially for the time and effort and talent that they're putting forward to these projects yes. and such so once yes. again for the people at home pay your artists if you can yes <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate it. Uh, like I said in the intro, uh, Jen is someone that I've been definitely keeping tabs on, especially with some of the cool stuff that she and the Sunflower Club are doing. So it was really awesome to get her on here in the chat. Um, Jen, if you've gotten up to this point, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. 
this was genuinely an incredible conversation, and I sincerely hope that it helps get a little bit more attention to Little Wolf. Uh, which, I mean, if you guys haven't been listening to the conversation, really important. Please, please, please go support Little Wolf if you can. Like, I'm going to hammer that in as hard as I can, because that's what this podcast is all about. Showcasing that love and support for incredible creators doing incredible stuff. I mean, you can tell from how Jin was describing this stuff that this is something that she really was passionate about. And I sincerely hope that the conversation we had is a really good reflection of that and that you guys are more inclined to help make Little Wolf happen one way or another. Um, You know, with the indie animation space being what it is, still kind of being more or less the Wild West compared to the big leagues and even then with how wild those are, any and all support we can for incredible projects like this, you know, you know, I'm going to be championing for it every single opportunity I can get. Whether it be other people's incredible projects, such as, you know, uh, Jen, uh, Skull Hair Studios with Tally Ho, uh, Alistair with uh, Hugo's Mind Palace, Ed with Puppet the Nightmare Elf, uh, Ash with my purgatory friend, any and all those series and such, you know I'm going to be showing that love and support for them, as well as the one that I'm having a hand in. Um, I'm sure I've said this before, but as you guys know, oh, I said in this conversation as well, I'm helping uh, our wonderful co-showrunner, Tipsy J. Hards, make her, uh, make the evil little thing a reality. And I mean, we're going to be doing a Kickstarter here, like, within a month. And so any and all the support that you guys can show to help make that reality for her, because I know how special it is for her, it, it would mean the world to us. That's why I want to keep championing this stuff, not just for myself, but for everyone else. I know how hard a lot of these artists, I know how hard they are on themselves. I know how hard they work really making this a reality, making their dreams really come true, making their creativity out on full blast and really telling the message and putting something out there that they can truly love and enjoy. That's why I'm always going to be an advocate for that stuff, and that's why I'm always going to be out here trying to rep it. So, going back to obviously my original point, if you can, if you can donate, please donate. If you can't, just spread the word. At the end of the day, just please go to the description below, and please, please, please help out Little Wolf however you can. Um, It's truly an amazing, incredible, and it looks to be like it's going to be an interesting story. And I just sincerely hope that we can help help them get closer to that goal. Help it make a reality. So if you can, again, if you can donate, incredible. If not, that's fine. Just at least spread the word. Your guys' support means the world, not just to this podcast, but to everyone that comes through this podcast. Thank you so much. Please have a wonderful day.